Blog Talk Radio. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Money to get drinks. We got a, we got a big show tonight. Uh, give me a drink over here. And uh, okay, I've got the draft board in front of me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special Red versus Blue Friday Night Edition. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Usually, I'm joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike was just drafting the league, so he'll be here in a few minutes. Uh, but yeah, this is the Red versus Blue show, and we're going to be watching this playoff draft world championship going on right now tonight, live on the air, pick by pick, play by play, commentary draft, courtesy of yours truly, and Michael Trent. So uh, we're going to get right to it. This playoff draft world championship sponsored by FFToolbox.com. There are still openings left. Uh, a few openings for tonight at 10 o'clock. I think there may be two openings left. It's getting that close down to the wire uh, to selling out tonight. And Saturday morning, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. are your last chances to draft. That's it. That is absolutely it for the rest of the year. That's all we've got. Uh, the drafts will then be over for the 2013 season. We get to sit back, watch the playoffs. All of us watch in all uh, as, the, uh, as the teams move on, advance, and strive to survive in the playoffs. Now, they are going to get this draft underway. We have a, a link in the draft uh, in the chat room here that we're going to put out there so everybody can watch the color-coded draft board as this draft gets underway. Uh, I want to big a shout-out to the crew here, the chat room, the, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football here in the chat room tonight. And uh, look, all the big things are over with the regular season You've won your championships. Hopefully, we've helped you uh, do that. Hopefully, you've taken home titles. We don't want second place here. We want titles. Uh, and uh, look, now it's time for some playoff drafting, a little bit of fun. If you've never done it before, I recommend this. Uh, you like to sit down with pen and paper, a pencil and paper, and lay out your playoffs because this playoff draft combines two skills. The first skill is picking the winners in the playoffs. You have to be able to first do that. The second skill is obviously the fantasy draft and, and what you have uh, what you have to do. Okay, we've, we're waiting on Code Cracker. Yes, Code Cracker is in that league. He is the number one pick, so we're waiting on Rich to get there and get into the chat room uh, or get into the draft. He is the number one pick. Okay, so they're, they're getting uh, everybody into the chat room. Let's see if everybody has accepted their invites real quick. Yes, everybody has accepted. Okay, so they're getting in right now, and they're going to get this draft underway. He's not in the draft room yet. Um, all right, so they're going to get into the chat room. But, look, let's take a look at this. Uh, let, let's go back to the strategy elements of the Fantasy Playoff Draft World Championship. Uh, you have to pick the winners. I mean, you can't just take a guy because he's a good fantasy player. You've got to take a guy that you know is going to have a couple of games. If he's going to go out in the first game, what's the point of taking a guy? Now, look, Jimmy Graham, uh, the big question this year is Jimmy Graham. Is he going to win that first game against Philly? If he's not, you only have him for one game. Only one game. And that's not going to cut it uh, unless he has a big 30-point game, which he can do. Everybody knows he can do that, right? Uh, that's one of the questions. The other question is to Manning or not to Manning. That is the question. To Manning or not to Manning. If you know, if you know that, uh, 
Peyton Manning is the, is the big question. Everybody, look, I would venture to guess that in playoff leagues, most people are going after Peyton Manning. And in these playoff drafts, he's the number one pick most of the time. Now, I have seen some guys taking Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch with the number one pick. He has went, he went uh, a couple of times. So, I, you know, that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't surprise me if we saw a Marshawn Lynch. That's, that's one, of the, one of the few uh, that we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't be surprised about. Um, other than that, I can't really justify anybody. I can't justify anybody having that number one pick. Um, Emil here on the other line. Let's see if we got Mike here in the room yet. Yep, there he is. Mikey, how did your draft? Hey, While we wait for these guys to get started, how did your draft? Uh, how did your draft hold up? Well, you know what? It was uh, pretty quick. Uh, just like uh, a lot of these drafts seem to be, uh, it went real quick, very efficient. Uh, I wasn't so uh, pleased with uh, how mine turned out uh, personally, uh, coming from the three hole. But uh, it was. Uh, you know, it, it went pretty much uh, through the form. You know, you, you're going to get your Peyton Manning uh, drafted uh, real quick off the top. And uh, so, you know, I was I was pretty happy to know that I was going to get uh, Marshawn or, uh, or Jamal Charles. So I, I went ahead and got Jamal Charles. But I wasn't very thrilled with my draft at all. Let me turn this down real quick, Scott. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a fun, quick draft. And... Uh, but I wasn't thrilled. I ended up having to go with a bunch of New Orleans Saints. Mm. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's uh, again. I've been talking to a lot of people about that Saints Eagles game, and we can we can try to dissect that game all we want. We're really not gonna know uh, until they get on the field. What what do we know about that game, Mike? We know that Drew Brees is, is not very good on the road this year. I mean that right. that is very evident. If you look at his performance on the road versus at home. Uh, let's take a look at those statistics. 73% passer at home. 27 touchdowns at home, only three interceptions. When he goes on the road, Mike, 64%. 12 touchdowns and nine interceptions. That's eight games. In, uh, for, that's crazy. 12 touchdowns for Drew Brees in eight games? So you can't – and only yeah. 2,300 yards. So there's a very good possibility that I might try to fade the Saints. If I, and I'm kind of warming up to the Eagles. I can I might fade the Saints completely if I thought that the you don't want to uh, you don't want to take guys if they're only going to play one game, Mike. I know, and you know it's it just kind of the way the uh, draft fell. Uh, I ended up taking ten out of my uh, fourteen tonight are playing this weekend, and that's a, that's bad draft strategy right there. And well, it it wasn't strategy to begin with. It just it's it's kind of the way it fell. Uh, you do not want to take 10 of your 14 players in a fantasy playoff draft for them to be playing this weekend. And that's what I ended up doing. And, uh, you know, and another thing about New Orleans is, you know, their defense is kind of soft. And let's face it, Shady and uh, Nick Foles, the way they've been playing, are you kidding me? These guys could, they could go, they could run roughshod on New Orleans if they wanted to. So, but I hope not. After this draft, well, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, and we do have uh, we do have some ADP uh, average draft position for our playoff drafts that we went ahead and posted uh, on our website at fftoolbox.com. I'll go ahead and post that in the chat room as well, just to keep everybody high until they get this draft underway. These drafts usually take about thirty or thirty-five minutes, and we have some of the best yeah. players in the world in this draft. It's interesting that we have so many that ahead and signed up for the red versus blue draft to be on the air and to have their draft criticized, mocked, laughed at, you know, no, uh, admired, uh, jeered. Uh, but look, we do have some very good, some very good players here. If we take a, uh, if we take a quick look uh, at the names, sideline crackers, that is Roger, uh, that's Rich McClellan and Roger Gonzalez. Uh, they finished very well in the championship. They finished number five overall in the fantasy football world championship. Then we have Glenoration X with the two pick, Glenn Lowy, He's our fantasy football world champion of 2013. So it's, you've got two big heavy hitters right off the bat. Get paddled, Greg Diesler, a veteran of uh, high-stakes fantasy football. Team Dano, or I'm sorry, Team Dano. That's Tim Dano. Everybody knows Tim, yep. TNT. You've yep. seen that name everywhere. He was one of our pros that we highlighted 
in uh, the FF Toolbox Premium uh, Preseason Pro Package. Uh, also is a former world champion of a, of a major event. Wazoo Crew. These guys, Dan Burke. Uh, th- these guys have uh, really elevated their game. They finished seventh overall in the Fantasy Football World Championship this year. And then you have Incredible Hulking Us, who Michael Edelman, we've had on the show, had some fantastic teams this year uh, in the regular season especially. And then just right down the stretch, uh, didn't get it done, but he had uh, two really good teams that were in the top ten at the end of the regular season. I think ninth, 11th overall. So, yeah, this is, a, this is a really good lineup. It'll be very interesting to see how these guys decide to approach this draft, my man. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was going against – Against a pretty contentious group myself uh, with uh, Chad Schroeder, Rex Winters, uh, you know, those two right there, and then you throw in Kimra, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty contentious, but uh, a lot of fun. And uh, I think every one of these drafts, these playoff dra- playoff drafts uh, at uh, FF Toolbox, I mean, they've been very very competitive, and that that's what you want. You, you don't want to go against. Uh, you know, you want to go against the best, and that's what we had the opportunity to do. All right, three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Uh, it sounds like they are getting ready to get underway with this draft um, with uh, with Rich or Roger. Uh, they've I'm actually gonna, got uh, it now. They, they've they've got it now. What's that, Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to blow the whistle on uh, where our picks were and how they fell, but I, it's going to be kind of curious to see how this draft goes compared to the draft that I just drafted in. Can't wait. Yeah, let's uh, again. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the different uh, the different strategies that you can employ here. Uh, we saw Chad right. Schroeder won this contest last year in its first year debut. It's a six team draft, fourteen man rosters. One minute timer. That you, that combines into a lot of intensity for your draft because once you pick, you're already up on the clock again and you're picking again just in a few minutes. You don't have a lot of time to prepare, so you have to go in with a strategy. That's why I said the first thing I do before a playoff draft is I sit there and I lay out my playoffs and I see who I think is going to play two games, who I think is going to play three because if I think the Niners are going to play three games, okay, and I think the Chiefs are only going to play one, why would you take Jamal Charles over Frank Gore? Because you are going into it with your philosophy. You don't want to beat yourself, so to speak. So if you take Jimmy Graham, and that's your guy in the Saints, then you don't want to go in and start taking a bunch of Eagles because you've already kind of made your bed with Jimmy Graham that he's going to play more than one game. And if you're going to win the contest overall, you've got to be thinking in that terms. You can't be conflicting your strategies. That's why Chad Schroeder last year, when he won it, he had a bunch of Ravens, and he had a bunch of Niners. And they happened to meet in the Super Bowl, and that was a perfect storm. Mike, you did a similar strategy last year, yeah. and you finished very well. Right. Uh, you know, I finished third uh, last year uh, overall, and I went into the uh, to the draft. My strategy was to diversify, not make sure that I get one of you know a whole bunch of players on the same team. Well, guess what? I come out of the draft with a whole bunch of Ravens. So it's just the way the draft fell. You can go in. Uh, to the draft with a strategy, but I'll tell you what, come round three, four, five, that strategy just may change, and you gotta, you got to you know, go with it and see what happens. And that's kind of what happened tonight, but that's really what happened last year uh, with me taking so many Ravens. So you never know. All right, so we've got uh, the draft is underway. Sideline Crackers, no surprise, takes Peyton Man with the very first pick in the draft. Mike, we've seen this over and over again, time and time in. And look, I think those are high-stakes players. We are, we are kind of conce- – we, we saw it last year. Peyton was one of the big favorites in the, in the playoffs. Anytime he gets in the playoffs, he's kind of the big favorite. The question is, is he going to get it done or are we going to see the Peyton face? Because if he's going to get it done, how can you not have a bunch of Broncos on your team? If Peyton's gone, I understand. Take a Demarius. Take a Decker. Take a Moreno. Take a Julius Thomas. Take them all. And don't let Peyton Manning owner have another Bronco. Right. Well, uh, you know what? I, I thought about it. Uh, if I'd have had the first pick, I'll be honest with you, I would not have taken Peyton Manning. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have hardly no Broncos on my team because I'm going to buy into the fact they're going to score some points. But don't throw the buzzle meter because I'm not that buzzed up tonight. 
uh, I do not believe they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Okay, you don't believe that the the Broncos are going to make it to the Super Bowl? Well, look, that, that's no, okay sir. because at the end of the day, um, I, yeah, I got to go back to last year, and I got to ask myself, how did the Broncos lose? And they ran into a legendary hot team, Baltimore. They got it done. They won the Super Bowl. And they go out with the retirement of Ray Lewis. That's a legendary team uh, that, you know, when you think back on it, I mean, that team put everything together, had the run of a lifetime to do it. Do I see any team in the AFC that I could look on and admire in that regard? Go back and look and admire and say, wow, the Harbaugh's, you know, we had the Harbaugh uh, story there. We had Ray Lewis going out and Ed Reed, the swan song for them with Ray Lewis and Flacco. Is there any team in the AFC that you can look at and say, man, I really admire that? Well, I'll tell you what, a year from right now, you couldn't say the same thing about Baltimore. There's no way because they backed into the playoffs. They were barely able to make the playoffs last year. So there's no way you could say that about Baltimore last year. Yeah, well, you know, look, I agree. It was a surprise. It was a shock. And I'm just trying to put myself in those shoes and say, hmm, you know, can I can I can I see that happening? And it's just very hard for me can to you see. Look, I mean, uh, Denver almost won that game against Baltimore last year. That game was right yeah. there in hand for them to win that game. Yeah, it was absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely, I don't know. Can you can you see a Kansas City team getting hot? Can you see a Cincy team getting hot? And uh, you know, a year from year from right now, we can look back and go, "Wow, I can't believe Denver just lost that AFC Championship game again." Yeah. You know, yeah. so <laughs> you never know. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, okay, so uh, let let's let's keep going here. We've got we've got some uh, some big things happening in this draft, and and let's take a look at what happened after Peyton Manning was picked. Ooh, we got the color coded draft board showed up. Very nice, Emil Catholic. Thank you very much. Uh, Peyton Manning, Demarius Thomas, AJ Green. Now that's a little bit of a surprise in the draft. We'll talk about that Ooh. from get. Get paddled. Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Charles, LaShawn McCoy. Okay. So they took a bunch of running backs. They got one of those Broncos by Glenoration X. He took Demarius, second pick. And then A.J. Green. Now that's a sexy pick, Mike, because the Bengals are yeah. the only team that I could see, the only team that I could see to really get hot and have that sex appeal of the, of the A.J. Green and the Giovanni Bernard and the Andy Dalton get hot. The question is, which Andy Dalton's going to show up, the good Andy or the bad Andy? Well, let's face it, the first game's at home. They're undefeated at home, so you, you don't have to worry about that. I really think uh, Cincinnati would take care of things. Uh, and plus, uh, Andy and uh, A.J., they hook up quite a bit at home. And then it just depends on who that next game's going to be. Yeah. Uh, well, if Cincinnati wins, they automatically get New England. I don't mind if Cincinnati wins, they automatically get New England. We know that, and that would force that Kansas City Indy game to go to Denver. And I look, I love Indianapolis. I live here in Indianapolis. Um, I just, I just don't know why uh, it would uh, go any uh, other direction for Peyton at home. I can't see anybody going into Denver and winning that game. It's just very hard for me. So let's move on to the other side of the ball. Marshawn Lynch with the four pick to Team Dano, uh, Tim. Uh, Seattle did everything that was asked of them in, the, in, this, in this season. They were the hot team last year late. Everybody saw the impact of Russell Wilson, but they couldn't make up the ground to get that home field over Atlanta. That was the issue, right? They couldn't get that home field. Yep. And then San Fran gets that game against Atlanta and takes care of business. But this year, oh, Seattle did what they needed to do. But barely. Seattle did what they needed to do. They have home field. Who is the biggest challenger to Seattle this year, Mike? San Francisco. That's it. Still I, San I don't Fran. see any. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I do not see anybody going into Seattle. I mean, even though Arizona uh, did that a couple weeks ago, I don't see anybody going into uh, Seattle and winning that game. And I think uh, Marshawn Lynch, if, if, would he get him at the fourth pick? Uh, yeah, he took him at, at the four pick overall. Jamal Charles, yeah. number five. Jamal Charles, number five, and LaShawn McCoy, number six. You know, that's the hard one right yeah. there. 
do you want those guys for one game? That's the question you ask yourself because there's a chance that they could no. play one game, but if they play two and you don't have them, you're dead in the water in these contests. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you got to figure out, especially there's three games that have a spread that is uh, two and a half points or less. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm going to throw out the Cincinnati-San uh, Diego game, but the other three, I mean, let's face it, guys, it's a toss-up. Uh, however, I feel personally that uh, Kansas City will beat Indianapolis. You know, I, I think they'll beat them because of the fact that Indy has very little rush uh, defense and Jamal Charles just might have a good time. And Kansas City, they're getting rested, rested, and uh, I think their defense is a little bit better than advertised. So, uh, you know, I, that's why I, if I had a chance at Jamal Charles, which I did and I took, uh, I'm a I'm going to ride with him. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, want, I want to tell you, you brought up something interesting, and I think the, the listeners would enjoy this information. Uh, for those of you that do like to pick games and bet on a little bit of action, in the NFL, this round, and this is courtesy of our good friend Dave Koken, one of the smoking Dave Koken uh, uh, comments from this morning's email, Mike. He said, in the NFL, this round is all about picking the winner of the game. Ignore the spread, Okay. Yes. Since 1993, yes. teams that win straight up in the wild card round have covered more than 90% of the time. That clearly points to forgetting about the spread. Just pick winners. Don't worry about the spread. Yep. If the spread's three and a half, right. take it. Take it. It doesn't matter. The winner straight up yep. will, cover, will cover the spread. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. I was talking to a buddy of mine today, and, uh, you know, we, we were talking about spreads and this and that, and I said, look, yeah. man, we got, we got three games that are two-and-a-half-point spread. Just forget yeah. about that number. Yeah. If, if, you like, if you like a team, take them. I mean, you can make some money on the money line, so just, well, just take them. You could, but also that tells you Cincinnati Bengals, if you're worried about that spread, if they're going to win the game, they're going to cover that spread, Okay. The Bengals will cover yeah. that spread. Is that six and a half right now? That was the, the morning line. I don't know what it's at right now, but uh, yeah. let, let's 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 take a look at uh, the rest of this. Um, let's take a look at the rest. Of this. Sideline crackers taking Peyton Manning, Vernon Davis, and Greg Olson. Very interesting strategy there. Uh, two tight ends at play. You're going to be hurting at running back and wide receiver. Glenoration X take the Julius Thomas and Wes Welker. He pulled it off. He has all three receiving weapons for Peyton Manning. An incredible start for Glenn Lowy, uh, the our champion, Demarius, Julius, and Wes Welker. You can't fault that, Mike. You can't fault somebody no. taking three Broncos. <laughs> no, even though I don't, even though I don't think they're going to be there and win it. Uh, let's face it, man. If you're going to go all in, man, that's the best group to go all in with. No doubt about it. Let's take a look at Team uh, Three. Get paddled, Greg Deepsler, AJ Green. Frank Gore, Giovanni Bernard, and Kaepernick. He's obviously going Bengals and Niners. Let's see if he can hold that up. I do like that strategy. Tim Dano at the four hole. Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Jackson, and the Seahawks D. Now, he took Deshaun Jackson, but he's got three Seahawks. Three Seahawks and the Philadelphia team. And if Philadelphia wins, remember, Philadelphia goes to Carolina, not Seattle. What round did he get uh, Deshaun Jackson in? That was a 3-4. Th- 3-4. Uh, three, four. Three, four. Where did he go in yours today? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. He went in the 4-1. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or no, yeah. no, no. 4-3. Four, 4-3. Three. Four, three. I'm sorry. 4-3. Well, That's look, two, uh, most people are going to take McCoy when they can, especially in the Pick'em contest. We all like some of the Pick'ems, too. Uh, yeah. But when you take McCoy... If you take Deshaun Jackson, I was talking about this earlier tonight, if you take Deshaun Jackson, you're just hoping. You're just hoping that you, if you can get that big game from him, that it's, it's a little easier for Deshaun Jackson to score that 60-yard touchdown than it is, you know, LaShawn McCoy. And Deshaun Jackson had a fine, outstanding season. I mean, he really did. He had a, he had a great year. Uh, the 2013 yeah. season, 82 catches, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, and at home, he hasn't been as good as he has been away. You could kind of say the same thing about him. Seven touchdowns away, two touchdowns at home. He hasn't really got it done at home, which is a little bit interesting. Uh, but, uh, look, I like Deshaun Jackson. you got to like him. Uh, if you like Nick Foles, I think you like all the all the guys. 
let's move on to Wazoo Crew. Jamal Charles, no Sean Moreno, Eddie Lacy, and Shane Vereen, Mike. Look, uh, four running backs for uh, Wazoo Crew there, and I can't blame them. In the, in the inclement weather that we're talking about with across the country with all the bad weather, it might be safer to take the running backs. I don't know. Well, you know what? I, yeah, I thought about that today, too. And, uh, you know, that, that's, not, that's not a bad play at all. Um, but, you know, it just seems like every once in a while you, you get those big pass plays that happen. But uh, those are four very solid running backs that, uh, you, know, the, you know, out of those four can continue on to the next couple, three more weeks. So yeah. That's, yeah, Charles. Pretty, that's pretty good. Charles Moreno, Lacey, and Vereen. And you know what? I will say I will say this about Vereen. Everybody thinks most everybody that I talk to thinks Cincinnati is going to beat San Diego, right? And and that'll probably be the game that that flips everybody on their head, and, and San Diego wins, right? Uh, but if Cincinnati goes to New, if Cincinnati wins, they go to New England. And the one thing that Cincinnati doesn't do well on defense is cover receiving running backs. That's the one thing they don't do well. I know it's a strange oh. little. Stat and you know uh, when you when you play much, as much fantasy as we do, we're looking at everything, right? We're looking at the, as many stats as we possibly can to we're blue in the face. But Cincinnati is a damn fine offense. They're very very good. They're number three against number one receivers. Number three against number two receivers. Number five against number three receivers. I mean that's dominant against receivers. But against and number eight against tight ends. So they're really good, but they're almost one of the worst in the league against receiving running backs. 23rd in the league. So don't, you know, he's looked great. He's looked like Earl Campbell out there. To be honest with you, he's looked fantastic. Yeah. And Belichick loves him. When I see Belichick hugging, you know, LeGarrette Blunt, I'm like, man, these guys, the things are rolling for New England right now. Uh, it's going to be hard for Andy Dalton to stare down Tom Brady on the other side of that field and get a W. I mean, that's going to be tough. In Foxborough, man, uh, Brady against Dalton. I mean, Dalton can get it done, but – got a tough task in front of him. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, but uh, first thing they got to do is uh, win, you know, win on Sunday. But they got to uh, beat San you know, Diego. If, that's if, right. But if they was, to, you know, if they was to beat San Diego, then uh, then we'll see what happens. Uh, the the curious thing that I'm going to be looking forward to uh, in this San Diego Cincy game, uh, the weather is going to be horrific. I mean, let's yeah. face it. But uh, I'll just. You know, I I got to give kudos to uh, Rivers and the type of year he's had. Uh, no matter what he, no matter what happens this game against Cincinnati, Philip Rivers has uh, really grown up, and so has Ryan Matthews. You know, Ryan Matthews. I mean, he's been a he's been a beaten dog for a lot of people that want to give him down the road uh, because he hasn't been healthy for their particular fantasy team throughout the last two or three years. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? This guy has really stepped up in the last six, eight weeks. And, you know, not just carrying the ball 10, 12, 14 times a game. I mean, we're talking 25 to 30 carries a game. So, you know, I, I just want to give kudos to uh, uh, Philip Rivers, Ryan Matthews, uh you know, this San Diego team, they've done well. They've made it to the playoffs. They've gotten rid of North Turner. They've got their McCoy. I mean, he's in place. A lot of big things are happening for San Diego. But moving forward, if uh, if, if Cincinnati wins this game, like, like what you said, Scott, uh, it will be tough for Dalton and that whole team to look at uh, New England, look at the hoodie across the field. But uh, A.J. Green don't care no about, about no hoodie. I can tell you that right now. Uh, in the first six games, Ryan Matthews averaged eight fantasy points a game in the FFWC scoring. Week seven through 16, he doubled that and averaged 16 Bingo. points a game. Make no mistake yep. about it. Ryan Matthews, real Ryan Matthews, has stood up, and he's here. Uh, and, uh, look, other than one bad week nine where he only scored three points, I can give you 17, 13, 16, 15, 14, 22, 19, and 21 fantasy points. Pretty darn solid for Ryan Matthews. Good turnaround, yep. and especially for dynasty owners who are about ready to throw in the towel, there is a little glimmer of hope here for Ryan uh, Ryan Matthews. Incredible hulking us, Michael Edelman. He started his draft with Sean McCoy, Eric Decker, Jordy Nelson, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham falling until the three seven spot, Whoa. or the four. I mean the four one spot. That's as far wow. as I've seen him fall. 
I guess I well, I guess I took him too early because I took him uh I took now, him at two three. No, there's no too early for Jimmy Graham. Look, I, I took him in the second round. I've yeah. seen him tap, go in the second round a lot. If you think New Orleans can win in Philly, and they obviously can. Let's let's talk about Jimmy Graham versus the Eagles for a second because there is nobody there is Eagles secondary that can stop Jimmy Graham. Period. There I don't is, think so. Uh, it doesn't exist. That, their, their tallest, yeah. uh, their tallest linebacker out there that they're gonna hopefully have helping out is, is what six one, and Jimmy Graham yeah. is six foot seven. It's a matchup nightmare for New yeah. Orleans. Uh, I mean for for Philly to stop this team. Now they could pull over a corner. They could pull over something, but what are they gonna what are they gonna do against Jimmy Graham? They're, he's gonna get his. He'll get his. Well. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking. Uh, that's why I went ahead and drafted him because uh, you know I feel like uh, we can get uh, one game out of Jimmy Graham uh, at New or at Philly, and after that, who the heck knows? I mean, he's a, he's a beast. I mean, I I haven't seen a tight end like this in a long time. Well, and look, if New Orleans, if Breeze can go in there, I think everybody's kind of writing Breeze off. You know, that's funny. Everybody's writing Breeze off. And that's when you you know that's when the the playoffs start to surprise you. But look, the the Eagles are such a hot team right now. They are so hot. There's a reason why uh, they chose Nick Foles and why he's playing so well. The team had rallied behind him. Chip Kelly offensively is something to be reckoned with now. And that's a team I could see getting hot and going all the way. Uh, you know, that's just as crazy as that sounds. I could see him going all the way, and I think a lot of people could too. So, can the Saints pull it off? It's going to be one of the questions of the weekend to watch. Uh, the other game we haven't talked about yet, Mike, San Francisco and Green Bay. And with the cold temperatures that they're talking about here, I don't think this becomes a game about matchups, who plays what, how good you are. You throw the stab books out the window. This is a game of will and who wants it more. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I really believe that uh, – Man, I, I just I still can't pick a winner in this game, Scott. I'm really having a hard time. Uh, but as far as fantasy players and who's going to be relevant, uh, I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. I really think Jordy Nelson. I really? kept watching him on our draft today. Yes, short passes, dinking dunks, just simple stuff. Uh, I don't think Randall Cobb is going to be that relevant in this game. Um you know, as far as the uh, San Francisco side, uh, I think uh, Vernon Davis and uh, Frank Gore. But Colin Kaepernick could be the X factor. Well, there's there's no doubt about it. Uh, Green is horrible against the run. Their league's worst against run, uh, yards per carry and yards per game. And they've gotten gassed in the last nine games. They've allowed seven 100-yard running backs. That spells really good things for Frank Gore. I can't see a team with that poor of an all, a defense winning a game in the playoffs, Mike. They have terrible, no. terrible defense. And I and I love the magic that I saw last week against the Bears. But this is not the Bears that they're going up against. They're going up against the Niners, yeah. a playoff-tested team that brought in Anquan Bolden for a reason. You know why they brought this guy in? They brought him for a veteran yeah. leader and a guy that can get stuff done, and that's what he does. Randall Cobb... You can't put Randall Cobb in your lineup yet that early. You can't draft him. He only played 47% of the snaps. Boykin's still getting more snaps. James Jones and and Jordy Nelson are on the field every single play. There's not a play that those two guys aren't on the field. So why would you use Cobb and Boykin? Or why would you use Cobb before Boykin? I mean, I can see it over Boykin. He's just getting healthy first game back. Okay, fine. But... Jones and Nelson are more than double the snaps right now. They're the two wide receivers. Yeah. They're not going to throw Cobb to the Wolves just yet. No, no, I, I don't think so either. And, uh, you know, I, I saw uh, Cobb getting drafted and certain – Yeah, uh, he just went here, eighth drafted. round, but that's okay. Eighth round's fine. And, you know, yeah, eighth round, yeah, that, that's not too bad. But uh, in, in our draft, he went a lot earlier than that. But wow. uh, I, I can't see it. I, I just I, I can't see it. But I do love Jordy Nelson, like I said, I, because, you know, that's Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson. That's the uh, camaraderie, so to speak. And they're going to, at home, they're going to be able to hook up. But, uh, whew, this game is just over and under is 45 and a half. I <laughs> 
man, I just love the under. Give me the game. Niners. Like, give me give me the Niners in that game. I, I I will take the Niners. But I want to talk about the uh, the four headed monster going on. If you take Peyton Manning or anybody else, other quarterback, let's just assume you're taking Peyton and, and some of the pickums, or you're drafting your quarterback here like Wilson, Kaepernick, or Foles. There's about four guys that you could take on San Fran. You can take Gore, Vernon Davis, Bolden, or Crabtree. I want to yeah. say I want to say that Gore gets the best start because he had the great matchup against Green Bay, but I can't. Something in me makes me want to take Vernon Davis. Something in me hmm. makes me want to take Vernon Davis as good as he is in the playoffs and running those seam routes for for Kaepernick. You know, when you have everything, when you when you're healthy and you have Crabtree on one side and Bolden on the other and Gore, I think Vernon Davis is a, a lot more effective than being asked <laughs> to be the guy. Right. And, uh, you know, Scott, that's so funny because uh, in our good friend uh, Jim Perrone, his uh, one from each contest uh, yeah. I got in, uh, you know, the San Francisco, I started out with Vernon Davis. I scratched him out. Then I put in Anquan Bowden. I scratched him out. And then I ended up with Frank Gore. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> either one of those three, man, I, either one of those three I can make a case for. Crabtree, not so sure just because of this week's weather and the fact that they may lose this game. That's, that's the take, only reason I didn't take Crabtree. Let's take a look at the average draft position real quick. This draft is already in the 10th round. There's a lot of strategies that we're going to unfold here. But the ADP of the quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. That's the way the average draft position goes. In this draft, it went Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, and Kaepernick elevates to number three. Nick Foles to number four. Drew Brees Yeah, he went out of ours. Now, that's interesting. As the week went on, we've started to see Foles go before Brees. When the week first started, everybody was taking Drew Brees on that first, those first couple of drafts of the week. As things have changed, it's been, more, it's more, it's been a lot more about Nick Foles. So yeah, uh, that, uh, that as a matter of fact, be... uh, yes, uh, absolutely, Scott. Uh, Nick Foles in our draft, he went ahead of Breeze, uh, ahead of Rogers. I mean, it was it was it well, was different. Let, I mean, it, you know, let's look at the running backs. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Charles, McCoy. That went according to form here. Then it went Moreno, yep. Gore, Lacey, Bernard. That's pretty much according to form yep. here as well in this draft. Vereen, Sproles, Matthews, man, Vereen was there. D. Will went here and Donald Brown, so that's a little bit different. So okay, running backs, not a lot of big surprise there. But we haven't talked about this Colts Chiefs game. This could be the most challenging game of the weekend to figure out, Mike, because we just saw the teams play in Kansas City. The tremendous pressure on Kansas City. They forced out to pull the ball, not once. Not twice, but three times he fumbled the ball. And they couldn't get Jamal Charles enough carries. Look, he only got 13 carries, Mike. He busted a 31-yard touchdown right off the bat in the first drive. And they only and, and he had a 100-yard day. He had a good day. But they couldn't get Charles more carries than 13? I can't see that happening again, Mike. I think they got to give nope. Charles a rock 20, 25 times. Well, Scott, honestly, uh, this is my game of the week. Uh, okay. All I right, love, good. I, I, yeah, I love Kansas City to win this game uh, straight wow. out. Uh, just because, you know, like I said earlier in the show, their defense is a little bit better than Indy's. Um, Indy is, you know, they, they still – they're kind of struggling a, a little bit as far as uh, luck to Hilton – uh, in the last few weeks, and uh, but I, I I don't see how Indy's defense, the rush defense, is going to be able to contain Charles. He's not going to get 13 carries this week. He's going to get 26 or 39. I mean, it's 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 going to have to be that way for Kansas City to win. And uh, I I just think that Kansas City is a better team. I really do. Uh, Chiefs right tackle Eric Fisher won't play in Saturday's game at Indianapolis. Outside linebacker Tamba Ali, his status is questionable. Ali has the knee sprain. Fisher has a groin strain. That's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, you know that F- Fisher's not going to play in that playoff right. game in Indy. Right. 
that's bad news because th- this is a matchup nightmare for the Chiefs. I believe I'm like you. I think the Chiefs are the better team. To be honest with you, I just do. Okay. However, matched up against each other, the Colts seem like they just mauled them in the second half of that game. Now it was 13 to seven. Remember this game? It was 13 to seven in the third quarter, and the Chiefs were driving. So. I know the score was a blowout kind of in a route for the Colts, but it was a really close game right there in the third quarter when the line just could – they could not contain that pressure that the Colts continue to put at this on the outside. If they figure that out, they've got a fighting chance. But if they don't, the, the Colts match up really well against the Chiefs, and that's what I'm afraid about for taking Jamal Charles. Uh, if you don't take Jamal Charles and he wins and they win – you know, you're going to be up a creek without a paddle because going up against Charles with two games and you don't have him for any, you're going to be hurting. Yeah. But I, yeah. I have a hard time thinking that the Colts can't. You know, the Colts can definitely play with this team. So if is this Luck's time? Is this Luck's time to get that playoff win? In his rookie year, he made the playoffs and ran into a hot Baltimore team, right? Can't blame him for losing that game. Right. This year, he's at home and he's playing against are the Chiefs that hot team to take him out again, or will he get that playoff win? You, well, you the one thing the about it, yeah, yeah, I, I'm still going with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, even though they kind of limped in uh, for a few games, but the bottom line is they limped in uh, with a choice of their own because Andy Reid decided to set a bunch of players, and which I don't blame them to do that. You know, in the last couple games, uh, they weren't all out, but. Sometimes that can go against you because they might not be game ready come uh, tomorrow afternoon at four thirty-five. But I mm-hmm. still believe that I, I still believe Kansas City is a better team. I still believe that a healthy, good Jamal Charles is going to be right, and I believe that uh, Alex Smith to Dwayne Bow never know, and Dexter McCluster could be a well. I don't know even why I threw him out there, but you never know. Uh, yeah, and so then we so I, I've heard you say the Chiefs are going to win. I've heard you say yes. the Bengals are going to win. Yes. I've heard you say. Did you say the Eagles or the Saints? Uh, I got to go with New Orleans based on my draft tonight. Yeah. <laughs> based on your draft tonight. <laughs> it changes. And yeah, and then um, okay, so you took New Orleans, and then the question was um. Uh, the last game, San Fran Green or Green Bay? Bay. San Fran. Yeah. Who'd you take in that one? Oh. Okay. Uh, well, I don't. I don't want to make your head hurt. You, oh, it's it, a tough it, one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It is. It is. It's very tough. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Green Bay. Okay. All Green right, Bay. Well, Green Bay at home. Yeah, you're, you're taking Green Bay. I'm taking the Niners. I'm taking the so I've got one road game in the Niners. I've got the Eagles winning at home. I've got the Bengals rolling the Chargers. I say if there's a teaser that can add points to that spread, add. <laughs> I think it's going to get real ridiculous. I think that's their big win coming. They've been waiting for a big win. This is their time to get it. And I am so undecided. Can I can I say that the Chiefs Colts ends in a tie? It, it, it's not allowed, is it? it, it they're, no, they're not it's allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> Nope. Man, that that is a uh, draft ready in the chat room says Colts win tomorrow. I would I would sure like to see that. X Surfer four twenty says Colts. Uh, Colts beat KC. Mm-hmm. Chat room pre thinks that the Colts are going to win that game. That it really comes down to that. What Will Donald Brown be effective? Will Trent Richardson, who has been looking better the last couple of weeks, be effective? What will the loss of Reggie Wayne have? It what kind of an impact will that have on this game? And just how good is are the Chiefs right now? They they were so hot when they started the season. Then the yep. Broncos kind of took it to them. It, it almost took a little bit of the heart out of them. Now they did roll a couple of teams with special teams and touchdowns. Uh, they looked pretty good. But down the stretch, they weren't the team that they were in the beginning of the season. And I don't no, know really no, why I mean, that is. I can't put my finger on it. But if you don't have well, some I of those can. that offensive line, the, the Colts are going to bring the heat. They're going to bring the heat. No, I can definitely put my finger on why Kansas City isn't as good as it were earlier in the year. I mean, you look at their strength of schedule earlier in the year, it was it was really soft. 
really soft. And, and then they started to play some teams that, uh, you know, had some winning records. But uh, I still, you know, I, I still believe that Kansas City, Jamal Charles is a special, special running back. And he, he can show it against uh, good teams, bad teams. It doesn't matter. So that's just, that's just my thinking. And plus, Mike, Alex also, Smith is he's a great, he's a great manager. We're also talking about the coldest game in NFL history for this uh, in this in this game against Green Bay. Uh, wow, how do you even play yep. in this game? I mean, that is the st- staggering cold. Uh, <laughs> six degrees, a low of minus nineteen, a low of minus nineteen. Green Bay is three and four in games played at Lambeau Field when the temperature at kickoff is six degrees or lower. The forecast for uh, Sunday is a high of minus three and a low of minus 19. So it's not like they are better when it's that cold, okay? But, but wow. Okay, let's, 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 let me ask you this. What does the NFL want to see this year? In the final well, four teams, uh, give me the final four teams that the NFL wants to see. The, the NFL doesn't care what it wants to see because if the, if the Super Bowl was held this Sunday in New York, which is going to be held in February in New York. They don't give a flying flip what the weather is going to be or what. They they don't care because it's already set in stone. Uh, the NFL, they want to see, uh, I don't know, uh, San Francisco, Green Bay. They'd like to see Green Bay, Dallas revisited. They'd like uh, to see. Oh, yeah, they're not going to have that, though. They're not going to have that. Here's what they want to see, Mike. Here's oh, yeah, what I was going to do. They want to see Tom Brady go into Denver and play Peyton Manning. They want to see San Fran go into Seattle and play Seattle. Those are the two guys that they want. Now, I don't know if they're going to get that or not or if they're going to have a hand in getting that, but that's what they want. They want the two biggest rivalries, Brady Manning and then San Fran Seattle. Those are the two biggest rivalries in the NFL right now. That's what they want. Uh, Will they get that? Cincinnati in New England? I'm hoping that Cincinnati can get past them. That's my call. Uh, I, I think that the Colts do win that game. Wow. I think they come out, they play Peyton in a luck Peyton showdown in Denver, and they say can he get it done in Denver. Peyton gets it done, and then you can't blame luck for that one. And then Peyton plays Dalton. He puts him in his place. Dalton and the Bengals had a great year. And on the Seattle side wow. of the ball, I think Seattle, There's there, there is not a scenario that I can envision where Seattle does not get to the Super Bowl. I just don't see Me it. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, I've got Seattle and New England in the Super Bowl, but uh, you know when you're, you, you know when you're talking about weather and different things, uh, this is the coldest stuff we're going to have in 20 years that, that we've had in 20 years. So yep. what's going to happen next weekend? It's going to be warmer. I mean, just I mean, just look wherever Jim Cantore is. Stay away. <laughs> uh, I want to say that this draft just did complete. <laughs> Sideline Crackers, thank you, Paula Lacey, for stepping in uh, for Rich McClellan. I hope that Rich is okay. He has had uh, those migraines kick in before. Let's hope it was just some migraines for him this week. Uh, But Paula Lacey did step in admirably and draft a very solid team for him out of the one hole. And the interesting thing is, from the ninth through the 14th round, Mike, listen to these picks. Green Ellis, Bengals D., uh, Kobe Fleener, Mike Nugent, Marvin Jones, and Ted Ginn. Four Bengals out of the, out of the last oh. six. I, I like that strategy. You know, if, it, if the Bengals get hot, she's Love got Marvin something Jones. going there. She also went in a, a, a different direction, kind of spread herself out. She has a quarterback for week one in Andrew Luck. Uh, she has a tight end, Vernon Davis, for week one. She, uh, she does have Greg Olson and D'Angelo, which in defense, she has three of those, and Ted Ginn. You know, that's one thing. We didn't talk about Carolina Panthers at all, and we'll talk about them next week, obviously, because they got the week off. But nobody's yep. talking about the Panthers. Everybody's saying, eh, you go into Carolina, you get your W. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Not against that Not defense. Not with that defense. Don't sleep on the Carolina D, baby. Uh, that, Man, that I just don't like bad. I just don't like Cam Newton all that much, but I got, I'll get over that. The champ, Glenoration X, He, we know he started off with Demarius, Julius, and Wes Welker. He brings in Julian Edelman, who's an absolute beast in PPR. Monty Ball, another Bronco. He does get Cam Newton for the playoff round. He does have Alex Smith for the opening round. 
you know, look, the the funny thing is I don't see any Pierre Thomases here, right? I mean, these are good. Oh, there's a Pierre Thomas right there. Well, is he out or not? I thought he was ruled out. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. Yeah, I, I thought. Okay. Well, we'll have to we'll have to see. Thomas won't play versus the Eagles. He's officially been ruled no, out. But if he, but that's only one game, right? If they win. Yeah. Well, he, why, why why would you take a chance on Pierre Thomas when they're playing Philly, when they might not even win that game? So. Well, true. But if nah. they if they do win the game, you have uh, you have yourself a, a guy that probably should be drafted a little bit higher than that. Uh, Glenn Lowy did get Ryan Matthews in the ninth round. And, again, look, we're all on the Bengal bandwagon right now. I understand that. But that's usually the time when somebody like San Diego steps up and does get it done. So we will see. He got, he got uh, Ryan that's Matthews a nice pick. win. Ninth round. Ninth round. I took, it, I took him in the eighth. Okay. Yeah, that's about, that's about right. And Mike Tolbert in the twelfth round. Carolina Panthers D in the 13th. Brandon LaFell in the 14th. Yeah. See, he's I got, got him. Cam Newton, Carolina Panthers, and Brandon LaFell. That would be good. If Carolina and Denver go to the Super Bowl, Glenaration X is your winner. Let's look at Get Paddled. A.J. Green, Gore, Bernard, Kaepernick. Okay, this is that San Fran Cincy team that we talked about. He added Andy Dalton. He added the Niners. He added Anquan Bolden. Okay, so he was able to continue, for the most part, along with Tyler Eifert in the fourth round. Nice sleeper there. He was able, for the most part, to keep going. Cincy, San Fran. If it's a Cincy, San Fran Super Bowl, get paddled has a very good team right there. I thought Tyler, uh, I thought Tyler Eifert was uh, questionable this week. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, but that's just that's just one game. That's just one game. Uh, he, I think he is going to play. I think I think he did. Uh, I, I, from what I from what I heard, uh, he was a limited participant in practice. Right. So uh, Gresham, I know. Was. I don't. Eifert returned yeah, to practice. Gresham, Gresham did too. Yeah, they, they should they should both play. Uh, Team Dano, Lynch, Lynn, D. Jack, the Seahawks, Hilton. There's my man Blunt for X Surfer 420. There, Legarrette Blunt, Danny Amendola, Percy Harvin, Philip Rivers. Funny that Percy Harvin might be back here in a couple weeks. Antonio Gates. Yeah. Uh, what what picked? Oh, and Dayrick Rogers in the 13th round for Tim Dano. Wow. Going with your boy. And he took two kickers, too. That's a little surprising. I can't ever justify two kickers in a playoff draft. Yeah, it's only 14 yeah, yeah. spots. Uh, let's look at Wazit, but that's a good team. I mean, when you have that many Seahawks on there, you got Danny Amendola, T.Y. Hilton, Deshaun Jackson. He's going to put up a lot of points. And he has Phillip Rivers for week one, and then Russell Wilson gets to take over for the rest of the way. So that's that's a really good uh, strategy. Uh, Wazoo crew, we started off it with the four running backs. We talked about Charles Moreno, Lacey, and Vereen. He adds Nick Foles for week one, and he also has Tom Brady. So, interesting, maybe he thinks that Nick Foles isn't strong enough to get that uh, W, so he has Tom Brady the next week. Then he has Riley Cooper, Keenan Allen, Doug Baldwin, and Andre Caldwell. Wide receivers are a little weak there. Because he waited so long, well, he waited till the seventh round to get that first wide receiver. Yeah, but then again, if you can back up, back yourself up with uh, Riley Cooper, if he feels like Philly's going to win uh, tomorrow, uh, and then you can ride with uh, Caldwell. I mean, shoot, Caldwell. I mean, he can get a couple. I mean, it's well, all look at the back. Look at the back. Denver. Look at the backs that he has: Jamal Charles. If KC gets the win, if Green Bay gets the win. Uh, he has two yeah. bi-week running backs in Moreno and Vereen that are going to play. He could have four running backs yeah. playing next week. Uh, hell, he even has Danny Woodhead down here, so he's going to have three running backs starting this week. Uh, yeah. Not a bad so. strategy. You just got to think. He's going to have everybody beat at running back, but the other teams are going to have him beat at wide receiver. Let's look at Michael Edelman, the final team from the six-hole, Mike. He gets LaShawn McCoy. I love McCoy this week. Eric Decker, Jordy Nelson, Jimmy Graham, unbelievable that he could get a guy the caliber of Jimmy Graham in the fourth round. The problem is he's losing either McCoy or Graham after one week. He just has to hope that that's a 30-point game. And then he has Drew Brees. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, if he can get another big 30-point game, he's got Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. So I have to to look at that. Then he took Sproles and Colston. So, look, basically what he's saying now is, McCoy, give me some points. But I'm going to take the Come Saints to me. win. I, I, yeah. I'm going to take the 
to win because all those Saints, he's hoping that McCoy puts up a 30-burger. He ditches him to, to the field, and then he lets New Orleans go into Seattle and give it a shot. You notice that he didn't take the other Seahawks because he can't. He, his bet is made with the Saints now. It's really yeah, well, a one-way it. street there. He's got so many I Saints bet. there. I, you know what, Scott? Uh, you know, I totally understand what he's saying. You know, when I, I'm sitting here with uh, Breeze, Coaston, uh, Jimmy Graham, and – you know, New Orleans kicker. Uh, you know, I mean, I it's four out of uh, fourteen. New Orleans. Well, so he's going to start. I'm going to say he's he's got six New Orleans Saints. So and uh, if he plays wow. his cards right and he has enough points going other places like Decker and Jordy and James Jones and uh, Rogers and all these guys, you know, he, look, he's not going to start Rogers at all, really, unless he thinks that Rogers is going to end up advancing well, past. Well, you don't have to start him. Because it's Draftmaster. Right, right. Well, yeah, but in this in this format, you don't think Drew Brees is going to be his starter week one over Aaron Rodgers in that bitter cold? I mean, it's that's an Eddie de- Lake game. Well, it, it, it depends on who scores the most, right? Yeah. Very fun draft. This has been an absolute blast. There are still spots available in Saturday's draft. They could be sold out. I've been on the show here for this last hour. They're, they may be sold out. If so, we look forward to seeing you next year in the uh, the Fantasy Playoff uh, Draft World Championship, the Playoff Draft World Championship. We look forward to seeing you next year. But our opening is a link to the, uh, to the room, uh, to the link, uh, to the Playoff Drafts there. You can sign up. Mike, a lot of fun. Thank you for being here. Yes, Thank you to the drafters, everybody that showed up. Paula Lacey showing up big time for Rich. We're going to check in on Rich, see where our buddy Codecracker is. Um, hope that migraine didn't kick in too much. But for everybody at home, thank you for being here. Everybody in the chat room, two-packer, draft ready, get paddled. Paul Fioret, the Dynasty World Champion, the Ville's Top Gun, X-Surfer 420, thank you for being here. And hopefully 63169, we can see you uh, in the chat room next week as well. Uh, but everybody, good luck in your playoff. Con- it's, it's, it's here, man. The playoffs are here, Mikey. Hey, I'll tell you what, Scott, real quick. Thanks to, uh... You've been listening to what? Go ahead. You've been listening to Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Everybody fired up this evening I'm exhausted, barely breathing Holding on to what I believe And no matter what, you'll never take that from me
I'm amazing Yeah, I'm all that If I ain't on my grind, then what you call that? Victorious Yeah, we warriors We make history Drive all victory Standing at my podium I'm trying to watch my sodium I'm amazing, born on a full moon I was prepared to get it in, no spoon That's why I'm so gone, summertime, no tunes Big family, small house, no room They like, oh God, why he go so hard Look what he's been through, he deserves an applause So amazing, 